You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Hello, world, and it's your boy, Ace Boogie. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I am your host. My man, Zim, is on his honeymoon. We will be connecting uh, starting next week, so... Uh, Definitely well wishes to him, and we're going to preview pretty much for the most part the Bengals versus the Ravens. This is honestly, I'm just going to be real. This is one of the most exciting games that I think that I have had the privilege of waiting for. And I think we have had the privilege of waiting for it, right, because there's so much on the line. You talk about the division, right? Baltimore is able to get that one game lead against or over the Bengals, and now they get to face the Bengals and go against them. And the AFC divisional uh, record is on the line. And then the conference as well. The Bengals have the opportunity to come into this game and leave it with not only a divisional win, not only an AFC conference win, but also the ability to come in first place. That's almost like it kind of seems like they could initially or essentially build a one and a half to like a two game kind of lead over the Ravens with a win in this game. But it's not going to be easy for them to do it, right? Because they have to go to Baltimore, of all places, to be able to do this. And that's what's going to make this matchup so tough. But kicking things off, I think it starts with the quarterback position, right? You have Joe Burrow, who's clearly having a very solid 
uh, season so far. Thus far, by some metrics, if you look at it, he's having the best season for quarterbacks thus far as we look into week seven uh, in the AFC North in this division. When you compare his stats to a Lamar Jackson, when you compare them to a Baker Mayfield or a Ben Roethlisberger, he's up there. He's honestly, I I would probably say if you take all of those metrics, he's probably number one. You look at uh, QBR, I think he's number two. You look at the passing touchdowns, you look at the completion percentage. He's really putting it together uh, with less passing attempts. But then you also look at Lamar Jackson and you see what he's doing over there, kind of moving away from just being a mobile quarterback and really refining his game as a passer. And I think that that's what we've seen from the Ravens thus far. And it's very interesting because the Ravens have historically been a run first team, run heavy, one dimensional. People have made jokes on the AFC North talk that they have a Madden 2004 offense, right? But that has not been the case this season. They're using Hollywood Brown. They're using Mark Andrews. They're using some of those weapons. They just got Rashad Bateman back, right? James Prochet, Devin DuVernay. These are names that people are familiar with. Sammy Watkins, who won't be in this game. And so they come into this game with a different looking Ravens offense and a different type of Lamar Jackson. Yes, he can still run. He can still do those things. But it's more of him depending on his arm now. Uh, Now, he is coming off of a bad game. And this is a weird part about this whole matchup, because when you first came into this and you saw what was happening last week while we were playing the Detroit Lions, you see that the the Ravens jumped up on this crazy lead and you're like, you're assuming, and I know that you're thinking like I was, that they were just killing them offensively. Lamar Jackson had a horrible performance and that Ravens offense had a horrible performance and they still murdered the LA Chargers 34 to six. I'm still scratching my head over how that happened, especially with Lamar Jackson having two interceptions. You know, he was sacked three times. The Ravens offense really outside of that, out of some plays here and there, really did not play well in that game. And so that is what is strange about this Ravens team. They've had games like the Lions game where they just kind of have head scratchers and then they end up pulling it out. You look at some of the other games that they've had this season, the Colts game, they get down, they come back and win that one somehow. And they've had all of these injuries and they battled through them. But I don't think that they've faced a team like the Bengals. And I don't think the Bengals have faced a team like the Ravens. And It really also is going to come down to the running aspect of this game. And obviously the Bengals have struggled with the RPO and the the read option. And we've seen that, right? We, We remember how things have been since Lamar Jackson has gotten here. But I think that that's what the big factor in this game was. And one of the things that scared me earlier in the season is that Jacksonville was able to use that with Trevor Lawrence against us fairly well. Uh, Justin Fields was another one. And so I think that that is big in this game. But I do have confidence in Lou Anarumu changing some things up to make sure that he can compensate for Lamar Jackson in that RPO offense if they do choose to run that, which they normally do. Uh, But I think that they have some plans for that. And a lot of people forget when the Bengals played the Ravens in that first game last season, Lamar Jackson did not have a good game. He threw an interception to Logan Wilson. The Bengals just weren't able to answer back against that Ravens defense that just blitzed them. And so I think this time the run game will play a major factor. Now, these are two good run defenses, but I think the run defense for the Bengals is is totally different than the one that you saw in that last Ravens matchup that the Bengals had against them. And this Ravens offense is completely different, right? They don't have J.K. Dobbins. They don't have Gus Edwards. They don't have any of those guys, right? And so you've got Le'Veon Bell, you've got Devonta Freeman, and you've got uh, the Taysom kid as well. 
And so those aren't guys that are going to scare you. And I think that the Bengals have been solid against it. But the only question is that read option. And if they can get some kind of stoppage of that read option, I think that that is going to be the key to this game, stopping and slowing down Lamar Jackson, forcing him into those turnovers that we've seen him have at points this season, right? And so um, the run game is key, but you got to establish it for the Bengals as well because this Ravens second level is susceptible. If you can get to those linebackers, if they can get Joe Mixon there, they can have some success there. So you got to keep riding Joe Mixon. But the biggest thing here and one of the biggest weaknesses for this Ravens team has also been the secondaries as far as not just the secondary itself, but just the passing defense in general. And that kind of includes some of those middle linebackers there where Patrick Crean has been struggling and they have brought in our old man uh, that played for the Bengals last year at the linebacker position um, to kind of solidify that and put Queen on the bench. Uh, But uh, it's been a struggle there. And we'll have to see if the Bengals can exploit that, maybe with Tyler Boyd, uh, maybe with CJ Uzoma. Uh, But that's going to be an aspect that they have to exploit. Maybe it's even with Chris Evans, who has been limited this week in Bengals practice. So the hope is that you can get him out there as well to cause some some mismatches for them uh, because – I think that those are areas that this team can attack them at. Now, the other question is, are they going to put Marlon Humphrey on Chase? Chase and Humphrey, that's the matchup of the game, right? And I don't think that we've seen a corner that could stop Chase. And I think that I think that this is going to be the matchup of the game. I think if they pick their poison and decide to put Marlon Humphrey on Jamar Chase, it's a win-win situation because I think that it opens up Tyler Boyd as well as T. Higgins. It opens up C.J. Uzoma. It opens up, you know, all of those aspects for this team. And then even if you do put him on Chase, and Chase has been seeing double teams and stuff like that lately, um, I don't think that they're going to double team him if they put Humphrey on him. I think that Jamar Chase is an extremely special and unique kind of receiver. He's not your typical 6'4 guy. He's got deceptive speed. He's got deceptive strength. He is a guy that most of these corners have not seen, right? And I think that uh, some of the corners have learned that. Joe Hayden learned that, right? They talked about Joe Hayden being a guy that was an AJ stopper and stuff like that, and Jamar Chase just did him like Swiss cheese. I'm not saying that he's going to do that to Marlon Humphrey. No disrespect to him, but I don't think that Marlon Humphrey has seen a wide receiver similarly built to a guy like Jamar Chase with the shiftiness, with the strength. And I think that that is a matchup that bodes well for the Bengals. Like it's different if Joe Burrow doesn't have chemistry with Jamar Chase and they don't know each other. And you watch the mic'd up courtesy of the Bengals YouTube channel and Jamar Chase is, is talking to the corner and saying, I see how you're playing me now. Makes the adjustment. And next thing you know, he's got 90, 97 yards or 94 yards receiving by the end of the game. And that is something that they're going to have to test, right? Because Marlon Humphrey cannot guard three guys. And if they do decide to play him and spread him out against all of the three receivers, I think the plan is to attack any receiver that Marlon Humphrey is not on. Uh, Averett, he has been solid for them, but he was picked on in that coach game. I think that that's something that the Bengals could exploit, right? And then you talk about some of the other facets of this game, just flipping things. Uh, The Bengals linebackers are going to be important in this game. I think Logan Wilson, this is a very important game for him. I think for the defensive line, it's extremely important because that Baltimore offensive line, although they have had their injuries, they have done an admirable job 
of protecting Joe Burrow. But on, I mean, not Joe Burrow, but Lamar Jackson. On the flip side, uh, that Ravens D line has been their strength too. They're top ten in sacks. They're they're getting pressure and things of that nature. So the Bengals are going to have to protect Joe Burrow from those guys. Uh, they've got some good edge rushers over there. You talk about Justin Houston. You talk about Calais Campbell. They've got the rookie as well who's doing his thing that had a, a game-changing fumble that he forced against Pat Mahomes week one. And so they're going to have to make sure that they keep that pressure off them. And we also know that they just don't rely on the defensive line for pressure. They like to blitz those linebackers. And that was something that they did last season. And that was something that the Bengals haven't really faced. They haven't really faced a team that really – just tries to blitz them. Now, with that being said, Joe Burrow has been a top quarterback against the blitz. And you have to wonder with them having something with these three receivers, if teams are going to be able to blitz them like that, right? If you do have a Chris Evans back there, can, can you still send that blitz and it be effective? And I think that these are things that the Bengals can focus on and, and execute and come out potentially on top in this game. But they're going to have to take advantage of these things and they, they can't stop Lamar Jackson or limit them to a field goal and not come out with points. We've seen that over the past couple of weeks. This isn't a game that they can do it. And that's a tall order to ask with them playing on the road because that crowd is going to be rocking. This is going to be an AFC North environment, but you can quiet that crowd down quickly if you're able to cause a three and out, right? They are coming off of a shaky uh, offensive performance or if you get an interception or something like that. But when that happens, if you get a Cheeto pick like you did against the Packers, if you get a Logan Wilson pick like you did against the Lions, you have got to cash in on those because this is a team, which we saw against the Colts, that at any moment they could just turn it right on, come back down and score. This is one of the teams that score at the top of the league. And the Bengals, we are coming off literally our first game scoring 30. I don't think that that is – the limit for this team, I think that that is what we needed coming into this game. I talked about that last week. We needed to be able to put 30 up just to know that we could do it. We all felt like as fans that we could do that, but they had to go out there and execute and do it. And I think that they could have put up 50 last week had they really came out on point in that first half. And that is the mindset that they have to have. This isn't something where you have to bow down to this team. You have to worship them or anything. You're here to prove that you belong here and that you're just as good as them. And if you want to win this AFC conference, you're going to have to go through a team like the Ravens. And I think that this is a perfect opportunity for the Bengals to rise up and be able to take full advantage of this game. And I think that they do have a good chance of doing it. I'm not going to go out there and say that they are going to just destroy the Ravens, especially when you look at the Ravens resume. But I think that they do have a great chance of this, especially a lot of people are talking about Joe Burrow and the throat contusion and all of that. I don't think that that really plays a factor here because on the road, they're going to use the silent count anyway. And here's the other thing. When you're looking at the injury report, there are certain players that are getting healthy at the right time. Now, you did have Trey Hendrickson that's limited with his shoulder. I expect him to play. That would be a huge loss, but I think that Hendrickson is going to be huge in this game. Uh, Chris Evans, that's another big one. He's limited. But we'll have to see Friday if he's upgraded to full. Uh, you got Ricardo Allen on there. He he practiced in full. Jackson Carmen, that's a big one. He ended up practicing in full as we record this on a Thursday evening. Trey Hopkins is back limited as we record this Thursday evening. He did not practice previously on Wednesday. Um, so the Bengals are getting healthy there. 
in terms of that aspect. And when you look at the flip side, when you look down at Baltimore, Brandon Williams did not practice. I'm not sure what that is. He had a not injury-related rest thing. I don't know if they're continuing to rest him. Patrick Queen, limited. He's probably likely going to play. Not many snaps, though, because he has been benched there. Uh, and then you also have Sammy Watkins that's probably expected to be out of this game, but they do have a wide receiver in Bateman, who some Bengals fans actually wanted the Bengals to take in the second round. And Bateman, I think, is honestly a well-rounded receiver um, and somebody that the Bengals need to be worried about as well. Latavius Murray did not practice. That's huge because Latavius Murray is probably the best running back that they have there. Justin Houston did not practice and then was just blank from the injury report uh, today on Thursday. So uh, I'm not sure where they're at with that. Bradley Bozeman, the offensive lineman, was limited. Um, and so those things would definitely play a role in a, in a factor, right? We've seen that happen in some of these games. The Bengals have had some of those injuries by opponents kind of roll their way. Um, but let's talk about some other facets of this game, right? So we talked about um, some particular positions and battles that could happen there, right? Jackson Carmen or whoever is going to be there at the right guard position, they are going to be likely taking on Calais Campbell. And that is a matchup that could wreck this game. And you would hope, and I think Jackson Carmen, if I'm not mistaken, off of PFF is coming off of his best game. Hopefully he can continue to play like that because Calais Campbell, bro, is a problem. He is a problem. I'm not going to lie. We have Fred Johnson on the show, and he said that that man is a problem. Um, but if they can try to limit him and, and just make it make sure that he doesn't wreck that game, I think that that's a big matchup. Trey Hendrickson, I've talked about. You know, I've been a big Trey Hendrickson guy since we signed him. I was kind of in the minority with that. Um, but I always felt like when I cut the tape on and looked at the guy, the sacks were real. I didn't see fake sacks. I didn't see – and, you know, I wasn't just looking at it to have an argument with it. The guy was just beating good left tackles and, and getting home. And that's what he's continued to do with the Bengals. I think he's got five sacks in six games. I mean, five and a half, if I'm not mistaken. He has been as advertised. I think Chris Evans against any linebacker is barbecue chicken. They can put a linebacker on him if they want to. I think that that's barbecue chicken. Uh, let's look at some of the other ones. On the flip side, Justin Houston, you got to keep that savvy vet out of the backfield because he is a guy that can still do his thing. Uh, Alejandro Nueva versus Trey Hendrickson, like I said, I think that favors us. Uh, and then you talk about Bateman and, and Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. And those are guys that can really uh, blow this thing wide open. I'm going to just be real. Like, as far as Hollywood Brown, I think that he's having the best season thus far for the Ravens. And the Bengals have been admirably pretty good on their deep defense. So I think as long as Von Bell and Jesse play, Bates play smart, I think that they could limit him there. And so I think that the advantage may go to the Bengals. But the big guy that concerns me, and he just came out with a video uh, that Zim sent me earlier, uh, is, is Mark Andrews. And it's supposed to be tight end, national tight end day on Sunday. And he said that he's going off. That is a guy that they've got to limit, whether it's going to be Logan Wilson, whether it's going to be a combination of Logan Wilson, Von Bell, uh, Jesse Bates. It's likely going to be that, Akeem Davis-Gaither. That's fine. Um, you know, if he comes out there and gets 75 yards and a touchdown, I think you did your job. But you can't let him go out there and have 130, two touchdowns or something like that, because that is what's going to give this Ravens offense the confidence to try to blow this thing open. Um, but um, looking at the chat here, uh, let's see. 
we got my man, my man Brady McCatherine says that we're gonna need 30 plus. I agree, bro. You gotta you gotta bring your 30 clip to this game. The 30 clip has to be brought in this game. You might need a 40 clip. I don't know. But the 30 clip for sure, at minimum, has to be there. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mark Andrews is definitely the thing that scares me with this team. Um, but if they can somehow limit him, and I have full confidence in Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson, again, I said it last week on another show, or maybe it was on here. I thought that Logan Wilson was going to be the X factor, right? I think he's going to be the X factor in this one as well because I think that he will be the one tasked with kind of guarding the middle of the field, possibly Mark Andrews. And I think he's also going to be in on plays where he has to guard Lamar Jackson and watch him. And uh, he could be the guy that picks him off, right? He's been very good at that this season and he's bringing a different dimension there. And then I think Cheeto as well. I would love to see where they use Cheeto and how they use Cheeto in this game. The other question is, with Eli Apple out there likely starting, um, is that going to be something that the Ravens use to their advantage? And I think Eli Apple is coming off of a solid game against Detroit and honestly has had some pretty solid games since he's played. But with Trey Waynes out, I'm not sure what the, the idea with Trey Flowers is. Uh, the Bengals also ended up getting Hakeem Adenogy, who returned to practice. I'm not sure if he's going to be suiting up for this game. We've also heard Khalid Kareem would not be suiting up for this game. So the Bengals are getting pretty healthy at the right time. I mean, then you also have Ricardo Allen who comes in and spells them. So it'll be interesting to see how they deploy some of these guys and use them. But I think Logan Wilson is, is a key in this game. Jamar Chase, key in this game. T. Higgins, key in this game. Tyler Boyd, key in this game. Joe Mixon, key in this game. I think that this has got to be the one where they put it all together for all of the marbles with everything on the line and go up into Baltimore and get a win. If they get a dub, bro, first round by might be a possibility, but we can't start talking about first round by until they get that, that dub. If they get the dub, man, watch out. This team is going to be crazy this season if they go up to Baltimore and get this dub. So we're going to see how things go. Like I said, I'm excited to get this, bro. I've, I've got a special jersey on the way. It's actually in the mail right now in transit. I'm hoping that it shows up on Sunday. It's supposed to be from FedEx. I don't know if FedEx delivers on Sunday. I hope that they do because I got that white Jamar Chase. Yes, Sersky, white Jamar Chase coming in the mail. It would be perfect if it arrived on my doorstep Sunday morning right before the game. Uh, because I think Jamar Chase is going to have a good game. I think he's going to have a good game, people. And so that's another bold prediction. Uh, but please be sure to check out my man Zim Hude. I believe he may be doing his uh, his live stream uh, this weekend. So you can follow him at Zim underscore Hude on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter at Zim Hude. And be sure to check out what he's got going on, ZimHooday.com. I think he's going to release some more hoodies pretty soon, so be on the lookout for that. You guys also know that I have my merch as well. The Migos hoodies will be coming soon, so stay tuned in for that. It's getting kind of chilly down here. I'm under the weather currently, uh, but uh, we'll keep you guys warm with that apparel. And then we'll keep you full with uh, Midwest Best Barbecue. Shout out to our sponsors there. They're located in Loveland. We actually had a live show there. Please be sure to check them out. Brisket fries, you know, ribs, anything barbecue that you're looking for, they've got it. And you never know who could be there. 
So please be sure to check them out as well. Shout out to them at Midwest Best Barbecue. I can't wait to get back and get that half lemonade, half sweet tea. If hey, I'm telling you, try it. Go up there and try it. That thing is bang. I don't even like sweet tea, but it's good. Uh, but please be sure to check out that info there. And then, of course, you know, you can find me on YouTube at New Stripe City uh, on the YouTube channel. I'm also on the AFC North Talk. So if you're looking for that, we're going to be doing some special things there. You might see them in the comments on AFC North Talk as well. I don't, I don't know if you guys were paying attention earlier this season, but him and Quincy had some words. And uh, we're getting close to that. That Bengals-Cleveland-Browns game, I don't know, Battle of Ohio. Um, so please be sure to check that out as well. Uh, but I think that the Bengals are going to stand up, man. I think they're going to stand up. And uh, I'm excited for this game this weekend. And you guys already know I got to end this with a yes, Sersky. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.